it's time for C-List News. C-List News, our first full episode. Thank you to all those that listened to the trailer and followed the show. As all podcasters say, or really just the desperate podcasters, please go rate and follow the show. You can find me on both Apple and Spotify, as well as Instagram. Our show is powered by Anchor, and we are proudly endorsed and sponsored by absolutely no one. Sponsors are a work in progress, guys. We are working on it. With that being said, let's quickly get into how we got here. Honestly, guys, I think I just like the word we because it's really just me. There is no co-host, but there will be guests on the show, and I look forward to that. But for now, it's just me. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to me. Okay, so as I shared in the trailer, I am the host, Constantine. The truth of the matter is... I never really wanted to be on the mic, but here I am. I had a vision to start a Philly sports podcast with my cousin and his good friend. They're very knowledgeable in all Philly sports. They're funny, they're entertaining, and if I'm allowed to say it, they're very into their sports betting. A perfect scenario for a sports podcast. However, I just wanted to be the behind the scenes guy do the editing, put up some Instagram posts, do some marketing. But when the podcast fell through, I decided to give it a whirl on my own, switching up the topic a bit to top news stories. The show was originally going to be called Encore to run back the top news stories of the week, but quickly switched to C-List News. And I do have to give a quick shout out to my sister Patra for my logo. C-List News is a play off of my name. And it's also C-List News because I'm bringing you news on one day a week. It's not the A-List, I'll assure you that. Don't come to C-List News to get your breaking news, but come here for your entertainment value. Anyways, I'm coming to you from the podcast studio, which is pretty amazing if I do say so myself. As a new podcaster, to have a studio to record from is pretty legit except for the fact that I'm really just talking about my studio apartment. Guys, I live in New York City. A city that never sleeps, baby. But we absolutely hibernated. Oh, we hibernated for a few years now, during the heart of the pandemic for sure, in which I moved back home and lived with my mom. Judge me, I had dinner on the table every night. But now I'm back. And the studio has now tripled to not just an office and a gym, but also now the most luxurious podcast studio. It is now without further ado that we get into C-List News. story one is going queen elizabeth ii has passed away at age 96 alongside her family she was the longest serving monarch serving for 70 years and became queen on february 6 1952 as i did some research or what i would now like to trademark as c research at the age of 85 she was still hitting 325 engagements a year i am way younger 
and I can guarantee you I don't hit 325 engagements and I certainly don't go to work 325 days a year. She was truly amazing. She was a model to so many people and I do not want to belabor this story because I am not a royal family enthusiast. I don't know too much. That's why I leave it up to the pros like my cousin Hannah. But this story did make me sad and I hope and pray that the family can have their deserved privacy during this time. King Charles III will succeed his mother and will become King of England. All right, so topic number two, we're jumping into sports. I originally was going to lead off with the U.S. Open, but since I'm recording this on Thursday night, let's quickly talk the NFL now that the Bills have just easily defeated the Rams. I am podcasting tonight. It's my first time, so I'm trying to focus in, but I, of course, had the game on in the background. Josh Allen, you looked amazing. I don't know that I need to go into much further. The final score was 31-10. to 10. Every time I looked up, Josh Allen was throwing the ball in the end zone. He was 25 for 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 50 yard, 56 yards, rushing yards, and he also had a touchdown. So I think he definitely remembers what happened last year, why his season was cut short, and he is back for revenge. Wishing all my Bills fans... The best of luck, but I'm an Eagles fan. Okay, now we got to go into the U.S. Open. We're switching gears. We're moving from football, and we're going to the much less popular sport, tennis. But I think that the U.S. Open is the best sporting event that I've ever attended. It's an unpopular opinion, I'm sure, to many. But if you haven't gone to the U.S. Open, I would definitely give it a try. If you go in the first week and you get a grounds pass, you can literally hit basically every court. You can see some of the best tennis players in the world. You can sit front row. You can see people practice. You can see people train. You can literally just see players walking around. It's the whole atmosphere. It's amazing. And I highly recommend you guys hitting it up. I've been to sporting events before. I enjoy basically all sporting events. I just really think the U.S. Open is amazing. And now that the U.S. Open should literally sponsor me for everything that I'm saying, let's get into the actual reason why we're talking tennis, and that is Serena Williams. She is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. She announced prior to the U.S. Open that this would be her last tournament before she retired after 25 years. Serena Williams has done so much for this sport. She totally deserves this retirement, and congratulations to her. She is married now. She has a daughter, and she would like to focus on her personal personal life and growing her family. All kudos to her. It was so fun to watch her play in these last few matches. The U.S. Open did a wonderful job giving tribute to her. Everything was broadcasted. She got to play doubles with her sister, Venus, and her last match set a record for how many people tuned in with 6.9 million viewers at peak with an average of 4.6 million watchers. The average and the viewership crushed Federer versus Murray at Wimbledon. 
And that's just a testament to how important Serena Williams was to the sport. I mean, it's just truly amazing how what she did, how good she was. My C research led me to the statistic that she was ranked number one for singles for 319 weeks by the WTA, Women's Tennis Association. If you guys haven't registered the math in your head, 319 weeks divided by 52, she was number one and had a target on her back for six plus years. I think she always had a target on her back, honestly. She was always so amazing, but congratulations to Serena Williams. She is the GOAT, and if you still would like to tune into the U.S. Open, we are now in the semifinals, and this weekend we will get to the finals It is an amazing event. Moving right along, but sticking with the U.S. Open, I want to quickly touch on Nick Kyrgios. I got to see him play with my family on Sunday and Arthur Ashe as he knocked out number one, Danil Mendelev. But the reason I'm bringing up Nick Kyrgios is I think, A, he's very misunderstood as a tennis player, and B, where does the U.S. Open, the NBA, the MLB, the NFL... Where do they get these fines? Nick Kyrgios racked up over $32,000 in fines, many for mis- mis-sportsmanlike conduct. I'm, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve the fines. I just want to know where these arbitrary numbers get pulled out of. It will be pulled out of his U.S. Open earnings, but this has been a question that I have been asking since fines became a thing in any sport like where do they pull these numbers from what is the reason for 14,000 or what is the reason for the total of 32,000 I just want to know the NCAA is so inconsistent with their fines and their punishments I just don't think it makes sense the last thing on the U.S. Open which I think is actually very interesting and it was published by the New York Times is the men at the U.S. Open use what is known as an extra duty ball which means the felt on the outside of the ball is woven slightly more loosely than the regular duty ball the women use. So the men and women use two different balls at the U.S. Open. It's the only Grand Slam where this happens. The players and coaches have comments about it. We get it, okay? All tennis balls are not created equal. And moving forward to the semifinals, though, Francis Tiafo has broken the American dry spell. He has made it to the semifinals at the U.S. Open. The last American to do that is Andy Roddick in 2006. Congratulations to Francis Tiafo. His story is super inspiring. If you haven't heard about it, go check it out. Go Google it. It won't be covered here on C-List News. But congratulations to Francis Tiafo and good luck tonight. Transitioning right along to some business news, not the most entertaining, but we all love the greatest and latest technology, and the latest and damn greatest is here. The iPhone 14 Pro and the iPhone 14 Max Pro, along with the Apple Watch 8, was announced earlier this week, bringing lots of excitement into the world of tech. However, it was met with a challenger, Google, who just released their new Pixel phone, as well as their first ever Pixel watch. We all know September as iPhone announcement month, but now is Google trying to rival that? I don't know, but here's what I do know. 
If you're not giving me the blue bubbles, you're just not going to win my business. I use my iPhone, obviously, every day. I use my Apple Watch every day. My iPad here, I have a full workflow for my podcast. I record on my MacBook. I use it for work. Everything's so seamlessly intertwined. It's really hard for me to switch over and give the Google Pixel phone a try or really any Android phone. Group chats is another huge thing. Come on, guys. We've all been there. You're in a group chat and all of a sudden the green bubbles pop up and you are annoyed. It just happens. You can't help it. I know there's Android lovers out there. I know that Android does do things better than the iPhone. That's not what I'm arguing here. I'm arguing that if you don't give me those blue bubbles in the text, you're not going to win my business. <laughs> also, group chats, you just got you have to move to group me. <laughs> there simply isn't any other option out there. And please, if you are an Android user or a Google Pixel user, please let me know how you feel when you get into a group chat with all iPhones or do you not realize because you don't have the different colored bubbles? Maybe that's your problem. You're too left in the dark because you don't have the colored bubbles. Green and blue, baby. If it's not blue, it's not for me. Now we are getting into some entertaining news, and this was our first request that came through for the podcast. Nikki, thank you for this topic. I did have to look up who Chris Pine was. I did know Harry Styles, but don't worry, darling, cast members had a huge feud, allegedly, in Venice Film Festival where Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Guys, he didn't spit on Chris Pine. I have to take Harry Styles' side on this. I did find a very funny tweet on it where Harry Styles threw a goat into Chris Pine's lap, but... I mean, Chris Pine's representatives came out and said the spit didn't happen. Our cameras are way too good at technology. There was no spit. And honestly, we've all been there. Have you never been in a public setting before where you literally freeze and people look at you like you have 13 heads? Like you either freeze because you just do because you're awkward. You freeze because you can't find your glasses that are probably on your head or your phone that you put in your left pocket, but usually you put in your right, or maybe it's your wallet. We've all had those moments where we're literally in public, we're clapping, we're doing something, and we just freeze because we're like, oh my God, where did I put X? I'm pretty sure that happened to Chris Pine. Also, Harry Styles is pretty much on residency at MSG right now, and so he came back for his 10th show after the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> And goes, this is our 10th show at Madison Square Garden. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to be back in New York. I just popped very quickly to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> okay, but fret not, we are back. All right, so he joked about it at his show at MSG. I mean, I just simply don't believe that he went over to Venice just to spit on his co-star. I take Harry Styles' side on this. I don't think there is a sign because Chris Pine has also said that nothing happened. But, you know, the news has to talk about something. So we have to talk about Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine when it never actually happened. 
And saving the best for last, the electrical grid in California is strained as California is registering a record-setting heat wave. By the time this podcast drops, hopefully the California temperatures are dropping as well. Friday, California is supposed to see some relief in their three-digit temperatures. But the reason that I'm talking about this story is more about optics. California residents were asked after 4 p.m. to turn their air conditioning to 78 or higher. If you're turning your air conditioner to 78, sure. Once you get into 80, I'm pretty sure you're just turning on the heat. Like that's not, that is not air conditioning. Governor Newsom also pleaded with the citizens to cut back on energy use, but did it in a fleece from clearly the air conditioning. Where do these people get their teams from. If you are going to plea with citizens to cut back on energy use, that is fine. Your energy grid is overpowered, although you did just pass your push for all electric cars as of 2035. So in the next 12 to 13 years, I would wish that you would work on the electrical grid and figure that out a bit before you make everybody charge their cars. But you did it from a fleece and clearly air conditioning while asking residents to not use air conditioning. We all remember if we reverse back the times on the left and right side of the aisle, we had politicians during the pandemic asking citizens to stay home, be safe, social distance, and they're doing it from their vacation homes in Cabo. They're doing it from the beach. They're doing it from all these places that we were not allowed to go. And so the optics are just very bad here. And I wish that some politicians team would have the wherewithal to think we're in a heat wave. Maybe Governor Newsom shouldn't be in a fleece, clearly showing that he is probably in very low temperatures in the air conditioning. So that is just my quick thing. I also saw a funny tweet on this um, of a Twitter user utilizing a gas-powered generator to charge up their Tesla. The irony is so, 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 so real. So the closing news segment, I'm hoping to run kind of like an ESPN, not top 10 things that hit the news, but aren't major news stories. But in this case, I did need to make the closing news some pretty top news because I want to give awareness to the tragedies that happened in Memphis over the last week. First, we have Eliza Fletcher. Goes out for a run around 4.30 a.m., gets abducted, and was murdered by somebody who had a charge about 20 years ago for kidnapping. And then we wake up Thursday morning to a rampage killing in Memphis where the killer killed four wounded three and had a rap sheet and should have still been behind bars i think that's what makes me so upset in both these cases the writing's on the wall and i think that happens way too often so i am really praying and hoping that everybody affected by these senseless acts stay strong and can recover especially eliza fletcher's family and all the victims in the senseless rampage praying for your families and wishing you guys all the best.
All right, guys, we have made it to the end of our first episode of C-List News. Thank you all so much for listening. Please go rate and follow the show on both Spotify and Apple. If you would like to come on as a guest, I welcome that. Please text me or shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know what news story you want to talk about, or maybe we can just talk about life. Um, the direction of the show is still a work in progress, but I do love the idea of news. I love bringing the entertainment to the news factor, so I hope I brought that today on this episode, but it is a work in progress. I'm telling you, podcasting was a lot harder than I give it credit for, but I definitely had a lot of fun, so I hope you guys enjoyed. And for now, it is time to sign off. Have a hell of a weekend, and we will talk next Friday. Oh,